What's going on out there? Welcome to Cold Pop, episode six. Can't believe we're on six episodes already. Yeah, we are moving along for sure. Like this is no like full. The train is out of the station. We are moving <laughs> full steam ahead. We've had some good conversations. We have had some good conversations. Hopefully, it will continue. Hopefully, everyone is invited back for season two. <laughs> Hopefully, we are renewed for season two. I was going to say, wait a minute, bitch, is that a threat? <laughs> All of those things, you know, we are in constant conversations with our producers and sponsors to figure out exactly <laughs> um, exactly what's going to be the mix-up, how we're going to shake things up for season two. The gag is yeah. I've already spoken to the producers. Yeah, everyone. And, you know, I've already asked for more money, so I'm really oh, excited too. to see. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what what happens. Anyways, I'm yes. Marcus Drew Steele. And I'm Trenton Rashad, and welcome to Cold Pop. Welcome to the foolery. How about that? Right, exactly. <laughs> so if you're just joining us for the first time, Cold Pop is a cool, crisp, refreshing take on the world of pop culture by yours truly, Trenton Rashad, and my trusty sidekick here. Bitch. <laughs> you tried it. You, mo- you tried it. How dare you. My trusty. Trusty. I got a trusty my sidekick. My handy dandy. My handy dandy notebook. I write Blue's Clues. My mascot. My mascot. You really tried it. No, no, no. I can't. All up. It's all up. But no. So uh, much went on. Yes. There's so much to cover. Uh, so let's hop right to it. What the hell happened? Let's get into it. You want to go first or should I? I'll go first. I feel like yours is probably going to be a little bit more juicy. Let me okay, go first. Okay, you go first. Let, me, let us start out wholesome. So I went... So wait a minute. You really going to come for me all of a sudden today? No, 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 I'm just going to say, we're just going to start off very Got wholesome. It. Still um, so I went to, back home, I went back to Kentucky, to my old Kentucky home once again. Uh, I had lots of celebrations going on. It was my brother's birthday. My niece had a graduation. There was so much going on. And I will say, if you were tuned in at all to my Instagram, uh, it was a movie. Like, I most definitely got my life. It was just really good being back home um, again. And, like, I was there just for the weekend. I didn't stay the full It felt really long, though. I mean, you were gone for a good... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You were good four days, maybe, four or five maybe. days. I mean, but it was just like, it went by so quickly. So it was just like, I mean, as soon as I hit Kentucky, I was like at lunch. I took my mom and my aunt and sister out to lunch. Um, and that was like, we went to this really fancy spot. And then I had graduation later on that day. And that was fun. Um, and <laughs> after graduation, we turned up. It was a celebration for sure. You know, I am a very celebratory person, so right. it was already just... A celebration. Yeah, it was times 10 because, it, like I said, it was my brother's birthday, and then his daughter was also graduating high school, so that was super fun. We did that. We ended up going out Saturday to this karaoke bar. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, your boy did a nice rendition of a Soldier. Um, for, I, I, you know, I really tried to add in the Beachella version, Okay. Of Soldier when, you know, they was like, you know, Kelly came out. He's like, was it being the lit, lit? Like, I guess I did all of that. Choreography was taken straight from Beachella. Um, okay. 
But it was fun. It was fun. We had a really great time. And then I hightailed it back to Harrodsburg to go to church um, that Sunday. So that was fun um, as well. And then we all went out to eat Sunday uh, evening. And then I left. I was back here in Chicago by Monday. But it was a really great time. I think the only thing that I took away from the weekend was this idea of like graduation. And I wish that there were, I wish that there was more people that were celebrating um, the graduations because we had a few graduates in our, in our family. And it was, you know, my niece as well as a couple of cousins, little cousins of mine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was all great to see all the pictures and the posts and things like that. And I'm not talking about my family when I say this, because I think that we did we, we did our best. We divided and conquered with three different graduates who were all graduating at different times. We made it happen to make sure that everyone had support. But in some of the other cases, this idea of graduations and it not being such an event as some of these prom send-offs that I've seen. Did you so, see the, I guess it was a Beachella prom send-off or child, whatever? I've seen Beachella. I've seen Coachella. I've seen Hiella. I've seen every type of uh, prom send-off that there is. And it's, like I said, it's this idea about which is more important. Like, we're doing these big, huge things for prom send-offs, you know, spending crazy amounts of money for stages and backdrops and things like that. But how are we also supporting those students who are, graduating. you know, graduating? It was it was crazy for me to see some posts on, two very conflicting posts on IG, I think, last week, which was this big, huge prom send-off that was going on with this family, and then this, like, young man who was taking the bus to his high school graduation. It was just... It was just really, you know, kind of like disheartening to see like what the what the focuses are, I think, sometimes um, in our community and what we can do a better job at um, highlighting and celebrating and yeah. celebrating. So, I agree. I, yeah, it was very interesting, um, but still a great weekend and an amazing weekend to just be back with the family. I think I've reached this point now where it is so fun to go back home. I think. I used to look at going home as much like a chore, like you have to go just to get it done, see mama, you know, and that was it. Mm -hmm. But now it's just so fun to get back and like be at an age where like I'm an adult and I can like have my fun and like, you know, Harrisburg, while it's a small town, we we turned up. Like we went to a bar, we went, my whole family like had a photo shoot like in a park. I like saw that too did that thing and it was just like i said it was just so fun to be back at home and it's a it's a really great break sometimes i think from the monotony of you know the city and work and catching buses and things like mm -hmm. that so that was my weekend nice that sounds like fun we are family <laughs> um so my weekend was eventful as well mm -hmm. um not only was it memorial day weekend but it was also iml weekend here in chicago for those of you who don't know what IML is, it is an international men's leather competition. Look it up right now on your phone, child. Uh, they up. have a website. It's imrl.com or something like that. Let me tell you something. It's NFSW. Not on the website, it's not. It's very PG. Is that the is that the acronym? NSFW. Yeah, child. So don't click too much. But yeah, so I mean, the weekend was really fun. So what? Friday night, ended up going to a little 
mini boat party and then out Ooh. into Boys Town a little bit. Um, I won't say much for He's that. He's on yachts. I mean, well. You're not going to say much about what? The boat party. I mean, it was a different crowd. Come on, yachts. No, so, don't care about this. I mean, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Y'all, he's told me everything. And so I'm just, Don't you know, do it. I am playing Barbara Walters. I'm playing Oprah. Yes. No, tell us more. Is this 2024? I'm Wendy. Okay. I'm Wendy. So, yes. yeah, tell How us more doing? about this. How are you doing? So, yeah, so that was the boat party. Or, I mean, boat get-together. Definitely not even a party. Mm, oh. And then went over to Sidetracks afterwards and met up with some people who were in town. Um, Saturday, went play tennis. It was hell outside. It was like ninety five degrees. I at, heard it was super at ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was blazing all weekend. Wow. Um, so played tennis early in the morning, then went to a couple IML parties Saturday night. We unknowingly went to, which was cool, the official uh, black party of IML. And when I mean black, I mean people of color. Like yes. it was a black it's party. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever seen that many black people into this leather fetish or whatever. So it was a very interesting experience. Come on, um, black people. Then after that, we went up north. We went to a couple of bars up there, called it a night. We're home by a good prompt 5 a.m. Yeah. So, really um, solid. Yeah. Then slept all day Sunday. Got up. Oh, actually, I didn't sleep all day Sunday. I slept. We got up. We went to um, church. Boys Town. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> we went to Boys Town and walked around to look for one of my friends and outfit for the party that night. And then we went to the beach, nice. actually, and walked up and down the beach for a little oh, bit. That was fun. It was fun. It was beach. The beach was popping, honey. Okay. The beach was popping. Hey. They was out there getting it. And so we walked around there for a couple of hours, went home, took a nap. Then we went to, which was one of probably the bigger parties of I know. It was a victory party over at the House of Blues. Had a great time there. Um, a lot of things, you know, are just you have to be there to experience them. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't need to tell. You just had to be there. Um, we'll put it like that. Got yeah. home at 4.30 again in the morning and spent all day Monday watching movies. Now, this was your first IML experience, right? This is my second. So, okay. But so the first time that. we went to IML, we didn't really do much. We just went to a couple of local bars. Okay. They were throwing some, like, small events. But this was the first time to actually go to IML sponsored events okay. including the big party gotcha my motto in life is is that you should always be willing to experience everything at least once even mm-hmm. if you're not into it like i am not into the whole fetish leather fetish thing either but it was great to experience it i've met a, a bunch of great people cool people that i had never met before that actually live in chicago so it was what it was it was good what, were you, what would you say are your three biggest takeaways from the weekend um there are definitely no inhibitions that's okay. one takeaway. Two, um, even though people have specific fetishes, doesn't make them less than. Um, met some very great, intelligent people with careers, you okay. know. Careers. Um, and number three, just the fact that you should always be willing to experience and get out of your comfort zone and mm. experience things that you wouldn't necessarily do anyway. Nice. So those are my big three takeaways. Nice. Okay. So right. well, let me go get me a lock. And change me and my old man, and we gonna okay, old man. Happen (laughs) next year. IML twenty nineteen. Well, I think me and our our mutual friend, we decided that this is probably going to be our last IML experience. No IML twenty (laughs) nineteen. All right, but I mean, there's always pride and market days and other things to experience and Black Pride, you Mm -hmm. know, all of that stuff, which is coming up soon, actually. Yep. So, but yeah, that was my weekend. Okay. Alrighty, so 
Why don't we get into um, some church announcements real Sounds quick? good. Sounds good. I want to go ahead and start with um, a couple of things that I'm working on. So, I mean, things, really big things for sure. And I mentioned it the last episode was the fundraising event that's coming up. Well, let's mention um, it again. So this upcoming Thursday, May, May 31st, 31st at Replay Lincoln Park from 6 to 9. I'm hosting the first ever fundraiser for my organization that I've launched this summer uh, called BUDS, Building Understanding and Driving Success. And what this is targeted to is for um, students of color, primarily back in my hometown of Kentucky, and encouraging them and motivating them to pursue higher education. Um, It's a college access initiative that is going to be built on lots of programmatic efforts. So the very, the very first one is our summer college tour that we're actually, that I'm actually doing later on this summer um, in June. Really excited about that, taking a group of students to three different colleges over the period of two days. And it's going to be a whirlwind. It's going to be super fun. I've been doing, I've been working really hard, doing a lot of work, a lot of organizing, calling a lot of favors in from people um, to make this something special for the students back at home. Um, and so that's going on this Thursday. Please, if you can, make it out. If you can't, you can always donate to the website, which is kybuds.org. That's K-Y-B-U-D-S dot org what, under the donate tab. What is the, um, what, I'm trying to think, <laughs> when you're in the parade and they ask you to like lead the parade, what is that called? Grand Marshal. That's what I'm going to be at the fundraiser. I'm, I've been asked to be the grand, their first official Grand Marshal of this fundraiser mm-hmm. on Thursday, May okay. 31st. Okay. So be on the lookout for me there as well. If you want to take photos, if oh. you want to come do a meet and greet, definitely. I'm joking. I will it's be there the for kids. sure with my mascot and sidekick Marcus. I'm about to curse you. Out. <laughs> um, so, but I have that going on this Thursday. So that's I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm like. Excited, but I'm also kind of nervous. We like, got it, boo. I've been bugging people, it. so um, we got yeah, it. Yeah, it's gonna be great. People are gonna show up. We're gonna show out. We're gonna get this money. We're gonna yeah, play some games. Gonna we're gonna drink. It's gonna we're gonna bring in June like we need to. Yeah. So that's my big thing. Other summer projects, of course, is you know continuing with this podcast, continuing with my creative writing efforts as well. Hoping to get some scripts and things finished up this summer so we can start shooting those as well because I really want to make more and more content for people. Um, this, I've had a really good response to Cold Pop, and I think it's kind of given me the confidence to put more of myself out there um, for people. So that's what I'm working on. Nice. Well, my announcement is the same. The Buds Fundraiser, come out, not, 6 to 9 p.m., Lincoln Park, replay, May 31st. Let's get it. Let's do it. All right. Now we got that out of the way. Let's get into some messiness, shall we? Oh, <laughs> you know that's what I live for. It's time for Tardy for the Party. Yes, 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 yes. So, tardy for the party this week, and I'm actually a little bit embarrassed to say I'm tardy for the party on this particular show, but it's so good that, I, I mean, I have to, I just have to share, I have to say it. So, when Atlanta on FX, the Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino show, um, came out, season one, I did watch maybe like a couple of episodes and, you know, it was funny. It was good. I just didn't I didn't take the time to really put it into it. But over the weekend, I started watching 
season two. And oh my gosh, it is hilarious. So I kind of watched and like my thing is like I will get up in the morning and watch two to three episodes. Um, so I am making my way through season two. I just finished the barbershop episode, which if you have not seen is a um, expose on the black barbershop <laughs> in some places. I've seen I've seen a lot of um, things go down in barbershops. And I mean, it's just it, it pays tribute to, you know, a, a big part of of our culture. But the Atlanta episodes are so funny. If you haven't taken the time, please go watch those. Um, it's really, what's really great, number one, you don't have to watch all the episodes together. Like, you could actually watch these episodes independently. Piece by, yeah, independently, mm-hmm. and they make sense, and it's really great. And so I started watching them kind of independently, but then I went back and started watching some, and then I started watching them in order. So it's a really amazing show that kind of hits on a couple of different things in a funny way, but then also there's the things that like they hit that are really serious. And so you have some really funny episodes like the Barbershop episode, like Alligator Man, but then you also have some very serious episodes like the FUBU episode, which kind of talks a little bit about bullying and targeting um, kids like in grade school and things like that. So uh, it, le- it led me to be like, wow, like how much I've not been paying attention to FX and like how amazing that channel is in terms of content. Girl, like, you're late. I love. Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily like late to FX, but I really haven't given it the time of day that it's needed yeah. lately. Because um, they've been coming out with that. some really, really great shows. Like I'm excited to get into, and I think that that's what I'm going to be doing the entire summer. Like when I'm not doing all of my projects, I'm going to be catching up on FX shows. And, and I miss like, some like, of the Americans. So like finished. You know, that's Americans. That's cute. I'm Fargo. really excited. I want to see what's up with the Versace show. Like that, that is was good. So yeah, I really want to see that. what's going on with that. Um, feud. The uh, mm. that's a little bit older, but that's that the was uh, shaky. I heard that I was like that. the. Uh, Joan Crawford yeah. slash Betty, Betty Davis, Betty Davis, yeah. Betty Davis um, feud, um, and then of course what is really exciting, which I hope to really kind of get on, is Strike Pose, Pose, which is coming out this weekend. I will um, be there so for June third is Pose's premiere date um, on FX. It's going to be a really cool show. It seems like once again Ryan Murphy coming to the rescue of FX, and he's been making he's really been making some like really great content for this channel like he's done some really great stuff i think that they are a match made in heaven like when you go back to nip tuck and like you just like keep going with like american horror story american crime story Mm -hmm. now we got pose like i think i think and he uh, he was also behind like feud so like there's some really great stuff that he's been able to do with this channel and i pose is one of the ones that i'm excited about i think pose is the first all transgender lead show like on i think he's making history with this show because okay. all of the i think the four leads are all transgender um people so i okay. think that is number one perfect and number two did you watch the first season of atlanta i watched like i said i watched a few episodes here and there so you haven't seen the jail episode have you seen the jail yeah episode? i have seen the jail that's episode. probably the most iconic episode that was a good atlanta episode ever that one was good <laughs> Um, I don't yeah. think I've ever laughed so hard in my life. I mean, life. it's just so many, it's so many one, it's so many shows that's like, um, of those episodes that are like really great and they're done, um, so smartly. Um, um, but I'm really excited about FX and I'm going to kind of make that my commitment to the mm-hmm. summer. I'm going to be committing to FX to kind of get back, um, 
So you better fall down this rabbit hole. This oh, FX yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah. All right. Me, FX, and Ryan Murphy, we're going to be making it happen all Get summer. into it. So, yeah. Anything else from Charlie for the party? No, I think that that's it. Like I said, if you haven't caught Atlanta, please go ahead and start watching that. They just um, wrap and season two, finish season two on We FX. hope to have everyone in, um, in their seats to be watching Pose this Sunday. Pose. Yeah, I think it'll be a great show. Yeah. Let's move on to Fizz or Flat. And these are like hot off the presses because all of these things pretty much happened today. So okay. a lot to talk about either today or yesterday, which was Monday. Okay. Um, so let's just get right into these really quickly. The first thing that's been setting the internet on fire is a Roseanne's cancellation. Oh. Honey, as somebody said on Twitter, said, bye, wig. Uh. <laughs> What's so sad is I was so excited for this show. Not me. I was really excited for this show. I wanted to see it win. I used to like. I used to love watching Roseanne back in the day, and I really wanted to see it win. And you know, kind of like from the get go, it just it posed so many it was problems. Like engine um, stutter. So yeah. So basically, Roseanne um, had some very racist and very weird tweets about um, one of Obama's former aides. Basically likening her to a monkey. And so classic. That, like, we haven't heard that before. Right. And so, you know, um, little did she know, though, or maybe she did know, that the new president of ABC is a black woman. Mm. Is a black woman. <laughs> and so... What's going to happen, sis? She pulled the plug on that show, and that's that, basically. Yeah. And so, Roseanne's cancellation. Are you giving this a fizz or a flat? The idea of it being canceled is most definitely a fizz for me. Mm -hmm. I think Roseanne is going to learn... You know the hard the, way. The, she the is. things that she used to do and the things that she used to be able to do for sensational—it's it, not that mm -hmm. game anymore. We are not in the same society that we were in when your show was out there and you were able to go out and do was it in crazy things. Yeah, like when yeah. you were able to like say crazy things and go out there and make fun, like you know, do a crazy Star Spangled Banner rendition or do and, a like, Nazi photo shoot just, as Hitler. It's just. Like, we are not in that space anymore, and I think that she's really learned that the hard way of, like, you know, mm -hmm. even the top comedians are not untouchable these days. Like, they will, they will bring you down quicker than you know. So, um, I think that she's going to, I think she's going to, you know, see see some really great, like, some really bad fallback from all of this. Oh, yeah. Well, um, she just so lost like, her job. <laughs> lost her job. Going to be, like, dropped from the talent agency. She got dropped so from the So that's, talent like, agency. that's out. Yeah. She's, like, that's not going to be a thing anymore. Um, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be really bad. Like, I, as someone who, like I said, I used to really like watching this show. It's unfortunate that this is, this is how this is going yeah. to end for her. Um, what I'm curious to see is, you know, is 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 Donald Trump going to jump to the rescue? Who cares? The show's canceled. <laughs> he doesn't control TV. No, he doesn't control TV. Does I not. So who cares? I'm giving this a fizz as well. This show, I had a problem with the show coming back to begin with because I just felt as though there were a lot of conflicts of interest, not only with the script and plot, but just how... You, I, I know you try to separate the star from the show, but you can't do that when the name of the show is Roseanne. Like, I mm -hmm. mean... It's hard to be able to separate that. She's already done so many outlandish things. Total fizz for me for this being canceled. The one thing I will say that sucks is that one person's actions just lost like hundreds of people their jobs. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Again, you know, when you're in these high positions, you know, and you think stardom is so great, you got to realize that, you know, what you do affects hundreds of people below you. And believe it or, or next not, to you. 
And believe it or not, look, DJ needed that job. Uh, honey, DJ a lot of them on that, that show needed that job. DJ was counting on that. DJ, <laughs> that, that money was check. already spent. Right. I guarantee you that money was already spent. I hope he got kept the receipt. <laughs> Me too. He's going to be working at, um, what was the factory they used to work at? The plastic factory. <laughs> or the Lanford Lunchbox. That's where he's going to be at. The Lanford Lunchbox. Jesus. So, all right. Next up on Fizzer Flat, Serena Williams at the French Open. They just started. She played today. She's back. The talk, the talk of the town is this cat suit she's got on, honey. And she is making a statement because she is saying that she is wearing this cat suit for all first-time mothers and moms who felt like that they wouldn't be able to wear something like or do something like that. And she's rocking it, and she's back, and she's ready to collect this check. She said, I took some time to live my life, and don't <laughs> think I'm just a little Don't get it twisted, get it twisted. What? This is my, my shit. <laughs> yeah, yes. she came in, and she said, I'm coming back. She said, I'm back. Look what you heard. I'm back. Back, 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 back again. Okay. I give this a total fizz. Oh, yeah. And you know I'm here for it. I'm like, rooting for her. Hopefully, she can make a good long run into the French Open. Um, we'll see. This is her first tournament back, or first Grand Slam back since having a baby. So, we will see how far she can make it. I, I really hope she does. And what I'm waiting on, you know, I was living for the cat suit. But what I am waiting on, I'm waiting for her to bring back the 970 beads that she used to wear on her head. Well, she's got the braids so, in, so she's almost let, there. Can we please get the beads back? Uh, we don't need the beads back. I need the beads no. back. I need the no. maracas. <laughs> I need the full head maraca that she no. used to have. And, that's, and that, that would no. that would really stop the show. I like how her hair is now. She's got the braids up until it's cute, bun. But let's bring it and... back. Let's really take it back to them. You okay. know what? You really want to mess these girls up? <laughs> take them back. Slady take them all the way back. Um, okay, so next up on Fizzer Flag, Cardi B went on a pretty much a music video blitz and released like her, an entire album. She said, we gotta get these out. <laughs> so you get a video. Right. Get a video. <laughs> she was like, Oprah, her team said, get these videos out. So she, number, okay, so she just released two new videos. So she released a video to be careful. Wanna get married like the Curry, Steph and Aisha shit, but we more. Like Belly, Tommy, and Keisha shit. Gave you TLC. You wanna creep and shit. Pulled out my whole heart to a piece of shit. And then today, she just released I Like It Like That. I like dollars, I like diamonds. I like stunning, I like shining. I like million dollar deals. Where's my pen? Bitch, I'm signing. I like those Balenciagas. The ones that look like socks. Tell me your thoughts on both videos. I like both I like videos. Both. I like. I like it better than I like Be Careful. See, I like Be Careful more than I like I Like It. Okay. But she certainly looks in both. Yeah. But I think good. I think the plot, the, I, you, I love a music video with a story, with a plot. I okay. love, love, love. You know, I'm, I am all about the school of the music video needs to match the song. Like, don't just ha pull a scissor and be dancing on the balcony for four Child. minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah. Like, no. that has nothing to do with the song. I love okay. that aspect, and I like. While I like it, it's a fun. There's no really. There doesn't need to be a story there. It's fun. It's colorful. Yeah. It's cute. But I love Be Careful's video more than I like it like that. Yeah. Or I think I like. I. It may be that I like the song better okay. as well as Be Careful. But That's I really fair. like the video. Um, full disclosure, I spent most of my traveling down to Kentucky learning the lyrics too. I like it, so that's probably why it was really great. That though. So quick, give me first verse. I like dollars. I like diamonds. 
Hey. I like stunt. I'm not proving to you. Come on, I know let's it. go. No, not, look, uh, uh, I, come look. on. This I'm is, not about to uh, perform. Valentina, me. this is a lip sync for your life. We need no, to see your lips. No, I'm going to leave my mask on. Uh, uh, so, what part of a lip yeah. sync don't you understand? But yeah, so it was. It, I like actually. I like both videos. What do you think that is going to be the next one? I think she needs to just go on and sit down. though. let these music videos speak for themselves. She's got what? There's so five videos out. She's got a video for I Like It Like That, a video for Be Careful, a video for Bartier Cardi. Which was not good. Um, what other video does she have? Does she have another? She, I thought she had one more video. I mean, Bodak Yellow is a video. Oh, well, Bodak Yellow. Well, okay, so maybe... Oh, oh, I would love to see a video for Ring. You don't hit my line no more. Uh, uh. Uh, okay. I feel like Kalani is on the upsweep, too. I need to see a video of them doing it for Ring. I think okay. that would be my next one. And maybe final one. Okay. So... I can see that. Either that, or ooh, 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 or Bickenhead. That's what I was I gonna say. I can see. I can see her doing Bickenhead. If we want to just get real ratchet, I can see her doing club, that. Shaking booties. I can see that. Too. I can totally see that. But I think for me, I would love Moneybag. Um, no. I, Moneybag is my jam. Bickenhead um, or Ring. But I think choice. I think I could see her doing money. I could see her doing Bickenhead. But I would prefer Cardi. If you're listening, I would prefer a video for Money. I'm pretty sure she's already shot whatever video she's going to have and You know next. what? That's fine. She probably got a video for all of these songs. And you know and what? she's just probably like, okay, what's R- hot? What song week. is hot? Right. Right now. Okay, put that one put out. Put that one out. Like candy. Yeah. <laughs> I give so. this a total fizz. Oh, yeah. Fizz for sure. Um, And the last fizz are flat. You don't have any flats this week. I'm giving this a fizz, too, right off of the bat before I even tell y'all what it is. The Men of Insecure did a photo shoot for GQ. I mean. And let me tell you. Yolanda Noel, if you're listening, <laughs> I got, I got, I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot to offer. I've got a lot to offer. I'm about to be 30. 30. I've got a career. I've got a college degree. Y'all give me some cold pop. He is I think I, I think I've got a great sense of humor. If you're listening, because I feel like we would get along. You think so? He doesn't have an Instagram, which is fine because it keep all you thoughts off of your thirst and him. I think yeah. we get along. This is a total fizz for me. Yeah, it's a fizz for me too. I think once again, it's it's doing two things for me. It's of course it's eye candy and it's great and and it's you know all of that, but it's also showcasing men of color yes. on a magazine. Yes, and it's not and you know it's like shine. this idea. Yeah, giving them their shine of like mm-hmm. yes we are desirable and yes we you know and i love the idea of them like it being funny too like it's Mm -hmm. not just like all you know sexy or like you know like those douchey like muscle bound shots like no like they're having fun um and they're showing their personality and once again it's a mainstream magazine showcasing men of color in this way and i think that that is a huge plus and a huge fizz for me I like that, too. The last thing I want to see, or excuse me, not the last thing, but the next thing I want to see is the women of Insecure on the cover of Essence or uh, Vanity Fair or something like that. I think that would also be very dope. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, for sure. Total fizz. You're right. We had no flats this week, so maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe. every now and then. Yeah. So. Well, that's all I've got for fizz or flat. So let's move, move. Move right out of Along. my What you got next? Okay, so next up is Gaze of Our Lives. Oh, 
I don't. I, I have to learn that tune, but I play it. It's on. It's I know it, and I, I just never bothered to learn it. I just know the. But um. So, for gays of our lives, I kind of wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about you know things that talk about something a little bit different this mm-hmm. time around, and um, it comes up at not a really like weird time for me, but it was interesting that I feel like. I had a conversation with you last week just over the phone, and I don't even know if you remember it or not, but I was also at home this weekend, and I had to do this. But what, I mean, Gaze of Our Lives today, the, the theme is I object, and what it is is what I'm talking about is what do you do, or when, when do you decide to interject in a conversation when you are amongst mixed company and you hear something said problematic? about, I mean, either gay jokes, about the gay community, about someone who is gay, those types of things. Um, And like I said, to give you a little bit of background, you and I had a conversation sometime last week about that. But then also I had to check someone this weekend um, when something was said about you know, just about someone who I knew that was like, we all knew that this person was gay. Can you give me a statement that was said? Um... I'm not going to even give the statement because, yeah, it it was it was just unnecessary. It was something like, yeah, I'm not because if I give a statement, they're going to know exactly who I'm talking about, and it's it's not important enough to go into the actual statement of what was said. But I think it's more important of deciding, you know, when when is enough is enough. Like when is it time to interject and say something. Okay. Um, basically, I mean, what was basically what was said to kind of just, I guess, give you some background was, oh, well, why? <laughs> okay, I'm going to give it away. Um, basically, it was like something about why does he think that we would want to hear about that? Okay. And it was like, wait, whoa, like. Because my know, first reaction would be, well, what makes you think we want to hear about your baby's father or whatever? Well, yeah, no, and it wasn't even like, and I didn't even even come, I I know you, and I didn't even come from that place. I came from more so with the place of like, well, why is that a problem? Right. You know, like, why can't he talk about, like, why is that bad? Is that something that he should not talk about? Right. And like asking questions like that, and then they kind of just like, oh, shit, one of these queens, girl, let me hush my mouth, like, you know, and it kind of just went from there. But, you know, these things have happened before to me. I've heard these things. Either they be at work, at, you know, just hanging out, like I said, in mixed company, amongst family members, those types of things. And you never know. And I always try to toe that line of when do I say something and when do I not say something. And wanting to be that, like, you know, wanting to be that warrior of, like, no, you can't say this because. But, you know, it's difficult. And I don't, and to be honest, like, I don't do it all of the time. There have been things that I've like let slip and let slide, and I'm just like, Ugh, like okay, whatever. But for me, it's more so the idea of like, number one, gaining the confidence to do that, and doing it, and learning ways to do it tactfully. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't like that doesn't make anyone feel like they have to like apologize profusely and over and over again, right. or that like they have to like watch anything and everything that they ever say and like everything has to be now edited and right. calculated before it comes out of their it's mouth. It's sort of like informing someone in a very classy way that is not attacking but also just 
again, being informative that, okay, well, maybe this is not the way that you should approach this. Yeah, so I think for me, it's like one of the, to give an, to give an example, let's say that I am, you know, let's say I'm um, amongst family, okay? And I think like the majority of my family, they know, they know the deal and they know what's up, but like every now and then, they'll like say something or they'll be like, <laughs> I think there was some, so, <laughs> okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to, here we go. Okay, All right. Here we go. So there was an incident where um, I had a family member refer to, um, gosh, I had a family member refer to someone as like being like a punk. Just like, oh, and like, they know who I'm talking about right now. But it's um, it's interesting because in that moment, I did not call out this person because of who they were in like our family. Like the, I guess like the status of them being like a patriarch in mm -hmm. our family, like the, the position that he held, like, I just didn't feel comfortable being like, addressing yeah, it, yeah, like that's not, hey, that's not okay. Um, and, oof. It's has that bothered you? Yeah, for sure. Like bothered me is like you know I didn't say anything or like that was your time to be so like you hey, like that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's hard. And I've done it before, and like I've tried to do it like indirectly. Like sometimes if we hear something, like I'll go to my mom and be like, you know, that wasn't cool, or like you know, like why do you think that they said that? And you know, my mom is just she tries to like play like both sides of it sometimes she's like you know like if you really feel uncomfortable with something you should go and you know mm -hmm. speak up and say that or like you know that that's not the place that they're coming from and you know that they're not coming from a place of like hate it's just you know years and years of like that that's what was acceptable to say um so i try to keep all of that in mind too but in keeping all of that in mind it still doesn't take away the idea that, like that Man, you 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 bitched out right there. Like that was your time to like say something. No, I don't, and I I agree with you. I I don't. It's it, it's tough. I've got two instances. I to kind of refer to yours. There have been times when family, extended family, has said things that hmm, you're like, okay, do I say something? Do I not say something? Because you know, if you say something, there could be the potential of an altercation. There could be the potential of you know an argument or things mm -hmm. like that. But at the same time. How do you feel when the moment passes? Like, do you regret not saying something? You know, do you regret not standing up for what it is that, you know, your livelihood, basically, or, you know, how you live and how, you know, somebody, you know, being very derogatory towards that. So I would agree with that. It's I've had a couple of those situations, and I think where I stand is I will challenge that, but in a way that's very non-provocative you know i will start to ask questions and you feel like you always do this or is it like you pick and choose well i feel like i since it's been a while since i've been home but since the last time i've been home i've kind of made it a point to do that and start asking questions oh well why do you feel this way and start kind of challenging their thoughts mm -hmm. on it and saying well why isn't that okay or why do you think that your way is the only way you know start trying to Again, the, the point is to open their thought patterns a little bit. You know, open their, their, their um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
their view, open their view okay. of how they see the world and how they see things and know that this little bubble that you live in needs to pop because there's a huge world out there that you probably don't even know exists. Yeah. Now, the question I have for you is, what about with when you're with straight people? Because this mm-hmm. is the issue that I have now. I'm comfortable challenging family and stuff, but I'm not so much as comfortable challenging straight people. And the reason why I say that is because I, the instance I'll give is the gym that I belong to. Um, there's a there's a locker room culture there, and we know what locker room talk is. Okay, and it's, it's, I don't want to say it's fine, but it's kind of just the environment because everyone is comfortable with that. And maybe it's the environment because they don't, I guess, specifically know of anyone who is gay at the gym. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've made it a point to be like, hey, I'm here, I'm queer, oh, honey, they know. I don't think they do, honey, they know. I don't think they do. Girl, please. I think the only reason why you say that is because you know me. Like, we've oh. known each other for a very long time, but... I've had on very many occasions, you know, people who don't know me be very surprised when they find mm-hmm, out. Girl, they start switching into the gym. Oh, honey, I don't. Switching in and <laughs> switching out. I'm trying to be serious here for a no, moment. No, go ahead. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is, is kind of referring to your gay jokes, the gay jokes. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of gay jokes and things like of that nature. And when do you step in and be, okay, mm, let's maybe not say this Thing and I, I've got tons of examples that I don't really need to give. I mean, just pull out whatever gay joke you've heard. I mean, it's probably been said there. And so, when I mean, you're in a group setting like that, what do you do? You say something? Do if you, I know them, if I, I don't know them, so I know I'm okay. not saying anything. I don't okay. even know you like that. Like, okay, I'm not about to. Y'all not about to um, put burn me at the stake. Hell no, <laughs> I don't know. So, like, if I don't know you at all, I'm just going to keep. It moved. Well, I mean, and it's not even the fact that I don't know them. It's just I don't know them well. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, like, if, unless you say something to me directly okay. or you're making a joke about me directly. Okay. Um, I don't say anything. Okay. So then- I usually, yeah, I usually, no, I don't say anything. Um, no. So then. And I'm by myself. What what happens when how, how, this this continues to perpetuate? Then so what what happens if, when this keeps going and it starts to make you feel uncomfortable? You know, do you feel? I think if it, an obligation like if it, to say if something? it starts happening and it makes me be like if it makes me feel uncomfortable, then yeah, like I'm going to say something or I'm going to figure out a way to let you know. Like, who is in the room? Like, you need to understand that everyone is in the room. Right. Um, and so I'm going to figure out a way to do that. Now, if you continue after that, then, yeah, like, I'm going to have to say something. Because I've already let you, like, you acknowledge me as being in the room. And if you are choosing to ignore that and continue with this way of, like, you know, making comments and jokes like that, then that's not okay. And that's not, you're not creating an environment of people, like, you're not creating an environment that's comfortable for me to be around, so I have to do something. And then the last aspect is what happens, and this is something that I think maybe I'm not alone in this, I'm scared of people treating me differently. So then what happens if that if you do say something 
and you know they acknowledge that, but then they start treating you differently. Or and when I say treating you differently, I don't mean treating you badly, but maybe leaving you out of conversations or not feeling like they can be themselves around you. So they'll go off and be in the group over here and kind of leave you hanging by yourself. It's sort of sort of kind of making you the outsider now. And unfortunately, to me, that is that's the price of doing business. Like. That's just that's the cost of doing business. I should mean, it be though? I mean, I don't think it necessarily should be, and I don't think that that will, you know, if you're building a relationship with people, I don't think that that will continue to be what it is of them leaving right. you out of conversations and you not being included. I think you'll slowly have to just show them that you are just a regular, a regular, regular, right, basic, <laughs> right, regular, regular, regular girl from the Bronx. Like I think once you show them that, then they'll be a lot more comfortable with mm-hmm. that, but. In terms of them initially having their guard up, I think that's just the cost. Honey. Yeah, it's just I, I, I you want to put people on watch to make them responsible for what they say, but at the same time, you don't want to make them always aware or hesitant to say something around you out of fear of disrespecting you. Or you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a very fine line. It's. It's interesting that you bring up this topic because I think we all kind of deal with this. And, you know, when you move around in your day-to-day life, how do you handle that? On yeah, and basis? sometimes it's like coming out, like, all over again. It is. Like, my God, I swear it is. With this that you, like, kind of, like, built a relationship with or, like, you know, being at work and, like... Somebody said you never stop coming out. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, that's very true. Like, always you are, coming out. Yeah, just being like, hey, like, this is... This is what it is, but um, and you to me and to me, I don't feel like you should have to. I feel as though I don't my frame of thought, and you tell me how you feel about this. I feel like me saying, "Oh, hey, I'm gay, coming out," and someone expecting me to come out is just like me expecting you to tell me, "Oh, you got engaged," or "Oh, you got married," or "Oh, you're dating so and so now." I, I mean. When I see it, I see it, and that's just what it is, you know. And I would expect that to be the same for me. I understand that there are, ex- uh, I can't use my words today. There are exceptions to the rule. Where is Webster? Right, Marion Webster. When you need a Britannica, <laughs> uh, I understand that there are exceptions to the rule, but coming out should just be a very nonchalant. Hey, this is my boyfriend, or this is who I'm dating, or whoop de whoop or whatever, and it's not a huge deal. I wanted to get to that point. I mean, and I think it will. And I think in some circles and environments, it has. Like, it's not a huge deal. I think, like, when I look at... Um, when I look at me going to my the current job I have now, it was very much like a... Oh. Okay. Like, oh, okay, cute. Great. All right, girl. So, that's like, how it was in my last job. So, too. I mean, that's just... I think it's getting to that point. Like I said, this this kind of hits home because... You know, this weekend I had to like, you know, check a family member and um, it's it's just one of those difficult things of like, you know, deciding when you say something. And I, I guess I also want to know, like with the listeners, like, you know, for those of you like who've had experiences with this, like when it like when do you decide to draw the line? When do you decide to speak up? Is it something that you always do? Is it something that you like you pick and choose? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you? And how do you navigate that and how do you balance it so you're not driving yourself crazy of, of <laughs> being that whistleblower every time, um, but also feeling respected and comfortable in the environments that you're in. So. Right. 
because I, there are all these stereotypes and assumptions made, but just know gays are multifaceted. We can tell you how Rihanna slated at the Met Gala and also break down the political landscape in 2018. Okay? So. Okay, girl. <laughs> get, get into it. Um, okay, well, that's all you have for gays of our lives. That's it. That's a very interesting topic. I want to be thinking about that. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> This week's Reading Rainbow goes out to everyone who thinks it's endearing to say that you're only into black guys, mm. or I like black guys, or that's a, that it's a compliment. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Just as I thought, that's trash. trash. And I, so let me give you the context really quickly. So this past weekend, I was at a party, one of the IML parties, and it was at the... The Onyx party, which was the all-black party, basically. And there was a white guy there, and he had came up to me and approached me and said, hey, you know, introduce himself, and I asked him if he was here by himself. He said his friend had left because he wasn't into black guys, and he wanted to find out where the white guys were. Okay, but then he made it a point to say, I'm totally into black guys, and, you know, I, I, I like black guys a lot. And he just kept Ooh. bringing it up. <laughs> he kept, kept bringing it up. Yes. And I was... Okay, well, why can't you just be into Rachel people? Right, why can't you just be into people? You know what I mean? If they're cute, they're cute. It doesn't matter what color mm -hmm. they are. But he just kept bringing it up. And, oh, yeah, I'm totally into black guys. Then he tried to put it under the guise of, I like people with really dark features. Black uh, guys. Black. <laughs> black. It's still black, 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 and he black, black, black. So, to me, you that's... a whole bunch of black babies. <laughs> black ashy black babies. Black ashy babies. So, is is that... That's not... In, to me, that's not endearing. No, not at all. And it's one of those things, once again, you know, for my, for my non-melanated people that, you know, in their head, it is, it is a compliment. It is telling you something. But, you know, they don't get the idea of it basically being like, Nigga, I'm not looking for your validation. Right. Like, I don't need you to tell me that you are into people that look like me. Right. Because I really don't, don't care. care. Like, right. it's not it's not something that I'm really checking for. And so, for you to sit on your white throne and tell me that I am attractive is irrelevant. Not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily. Not, dang. Not necessary. Britannica, where are you? <laughs> not necessary. Okay, and then there's so many videos out there. Chess, uh, what is her name? Chesley, Jessica Lee, Jessica Lee. Braids. Yes, yeah. she does so many great videos. Yeah, uh, like about this topic. And Francesca like, Ramsey, is you know, name. Francesca Ramsey. And if we could just have these playing like at these events of like, you know, don't do this. Thank you for that comment. Please watch this video. Right, like <laughs> bouncer. Can he please go to social justice corner? Like. It's, some it's um handouts. For I them. guess it's one of the things that you know we we often have to face. Number one, I guess the question of it is like this goes back to what I was talking about in the last subject. Is it problematic? Like, it's problematic. And when do we say something like in that moment? Is that our time to be like, actually, let me tell you what you said was problematic. Problematic. Okay, it's full of shit. Like, and then, like, you know, Break it down. breaking it down for them. Like, mm -hmm. in those cases, like, is that when we do it? And is that how we, you know, is that how we combat this way of thinking? 
I would like to think so. But once again, in a bar when someone is, you know, yelling probably music. yelling yeah. three drinks in, is this going to be really helpful right. in the end? It's so, not going to sit um, in with them. Exactly. So, so it's just like that whole idea of like, when do we interject and when do we have that conversation? For sure, this not, it's not something that I would, I would say would make me feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but you know what? But you know what? And I really want to give you the real on this. Now, there are some boys who look like me and you who are waiting to hear I'm into black guys. Like that is the aha, ding, ding, ding. I found one. Aha. Right. There, there are some boys who are waiting to hear that. And that's what's really sad. That's unfortunate. Um, it, is, it is unfortunate because that they are perpetuating that that, that idea, okay yeah, that's okay, and that idea of thinking, say that. Yeah. yeah, and those are the ones that you know will hear that and be like, "Oh, perfect!" Like, "Yep, he likes me. He thinks I'm cute." So, like, let's let's go with it. So, for all of you listening out there, number one, it's not a compliment when you say, "Oh, I'm really into black guys," or "I really like black guys," or "I only date black guys." Number two, it sort of feels like you're trying to fetishize us mm-hmm. in a way so don't do that number three it's not okay uh, it feels as though that you think that there is some type of entitlement there that that is not that is non-existent and i trend i think you hit it on the nail because i don't need you to tell me i'm you know for you to specifically tell me that i'm cute or oh well, you're very cute for a black guy or you're you know oh, i'm really like black guys and i think i don't like need child. you to tell me that no. you know i need you to just like people <laughs> is that so hard you know black white asian puerto rican whatever like yeah. just like people and if it just so happens to be black fine if it just so happens to be uh, an asian guy fine but color and race should not be your first connotation for how you you know interact with people or how you let people know that you're interested don't do it Please don't do it. Don't. And do if it. you do hear it, if someone does say something to you like that, and it is problematic, you have to make that decision of like, when, when do, do I, I say do I correct this behavior right now, or do I let it continue? Exactly. That's so tough. That is that is the question of so. the day. That's all I've got for reading Rainbow. Okay. You've been read. <laughs> um. So, what did you learn this episode? And you know what? The, I'm only going to do one takeaway from this episode. Actually, okay, no, wait a minute. I lied. I got two. <laughs> Yolanda Noel, I'm waiting. That's number one. <laughs> number two is the most important. When do you say something? See something, say something? Hear something, say something? Or is there a point in time? Do you lose the battle to fight the war? Do you pick your battles? When do you say something? That's my, my takeaway that I have not been able to answer yet. I think for me, I'm also along on that same line as you. I guess for me, it's doing a better job of saying something um, and challenging myself to do that. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. These are all very, very good topics. We want to know and hear from you guys. When do you see something, say something, hear something, say something? Let us know. Be sure to leave a comment, rate, and subscribe on our iTunes page. Please do. Like it, share it with a friend. Um, also, follow us on social media at Cold Pop Show on Instagram. Yep. You can also follow me, Marcus Drew, still on Instagram and Twitter. 
with at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. And you can follow me on Instagram at Trenton Rashad. Thank you guys so much for listening. Somebody said that, and that's what kind of got me thinking of that. Don't have us copyright issues. I know. I I can't remember the radio. Oh, it was Oprah. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) It was at the end of every Super Soul. She's like, thank you so much for listening. Until next time. You see, look, all these mics and tables and benches and stuff, all of that will be gone. Keep playing. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we will catch you all next week. See ya. Bye.